So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Episode 3, Season 8, Life After Lockup. On this episode, Key Rock worries about his brother, Chance tells Taylor about Bobbo, Lindsay floats the idea of Blaine being a father figure to Miley, Red plays hide-and-seek with Joy's son, Michael and Justine meet up with their moms, and Eris crashes Cameron's video shoot at the strip club. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating, and if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Good. It's a holiday season, and, uh, you know, so the holidays are almost here, and we're almost on break, and that usually means I travel, so (laughs) I guess we should tell everyone that this will be the last episode of this year. We will still be covering... I'm going to assume that there's no reason for us to not have episodes in the next two weeks. I think there are episodes the next two weeks. At least when yeah. I was looking it up, it looked like they looked like they were. But you never know officially. But as far as we get, as far as I could tell, it seemed like the episodes are going to be new on Friday and um, next Friday. So, yes, we will be covering both those episodes, but the recap and show for that probably won't come out our podcast until we're thinking January 2nd. Yeah, yeah, to the to the new year. That's like the that, that's the day where we're both in the country and here. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, let's go ahead and get started with this group, maybe on not such a great note, and that's Brittany and Key Rock, but really just Key Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brittany and Key Rock want to have a very big wedding, so that means Key Rock's going to have to get some work done meaning he has to get a job. And he said that getting a job has been difficult because he's a felon and people aren't always accepting of his transition. He goes on a job interview, which he was referred to by his supervisor in prison, you know, for his HVAC training. Keyrock has certifications in HVAC and plumbing. Deshaun has a company and he's the one who will ultimately hire him. Deshaun asks to see his certifications, and Kirok is nervous to show him his idea in certifications because it has his dead name from before the transition on there. He is anxious this will bring on more questions about his identity. Kirok shows an enthusiasm to learn and do, has a do-anything uh, attitude and, you know, communicates that he will do anything asked of him. Deshaun doesn't say anything about the ID and continues to call him Kirok. He hires him on the spot, and Kirok is so excited. He feels respected by Deshaun, recognizing his preferred name, and he's excited to get started. Later, Kirok is at the gym with his friend Mont. He's worried about his older brother Desmond. Des was supposed to be at the gym with them too, but no one has seen him in two days. Kirok is worried that he's using drugs again. Kirok says that Des was a wrestler in high school and, you know, that kind of lifestyle, he was really disciplined. But Des started using when Kirok was in prison, so Kirok feels some kind of guilt over that. Des has OD'd before and had to be revived with Narcan. Back at home, Kirok's mom tries to call Des. Kirok says that this is the first time he hasn't been there when he's called. Kirok tells his mom he's convinced that Des is back on drugs. Tammy, his mom, feels like she's failed as a mom. They are planning on what an intervention would look like for Des. 
Kirok thinks that they should focus on his potential and surround him with love. Tammy thinks that it's ultimately up to Dez whether or not to take their advice. All right, so this definitely took a turn. Um, so what do you think or how do you think this will affect Brittany and Kirok just in general if Dez is struggling? I don't see how it affects them specifically all that much. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that, you know, Brittany has family issues too. And it's, I mean, is Dez living with them? Is is Dez there? Like, that's the kind of stuff that I don't, I don't know about. Um, right. And it was kind of hard to tell too, because it sounded like Brittany was living with his brothers before. And now Brittany's living with Kirok's mom with Kirok. Because she definitely was living with Des before Brittany was. Yeah, but she was also definitely living with mom before. Like, remember they had the whole thing where she got up and mom, they were like baking stuff and they had a whole big long conversation. Yeah, but I think that was when Kirok had already been released at that point. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, that makes, yes. Yeah, so pre-Kirok being released, she was living with the brothers. Because remember, the brothers were all spying on her and reporting back to Kirok like, she's been out late. We don't know where she's been. Yeah, or like living near them because wouldn't they're like also no that was the friend yeah that, that was, was like staking out the house yes <laughs> oh, which man, there's a lot speaking of, of we haven't seen the friend at all and that friend was like seemingly bestie yeah, slash ride or die true. that is true we haven't seen that we haven't seen that person at all and they're like they just disappeared yeah but I, yeah I don't know it just it just seems like it it doesn't seem like a like we've had we've seen this happen in a few other stories like we had. Um, you know, Taylor and Bobby, right? Have, right, that, have the same right. thing. Where it's a, the, the siblings are, are struggling with addiction, but it definitely is a little bit different because Bobby was living with them and Chance mm-hmm. was trying to kick her out at the same time that she was struggling with their addiction. Like, oh and God. I don't think Brittany's trying to kick anybody out. Brittany definitely no. seems to be like, oh, the more the merrier. I love your family. Everyone should be here and happy and, and fine. Well, I don't know if she's super thrilled about Des just because she did think it was weird that the brothers were, you know, spying on her and like not on her side and reporting back to Kirok. But at the same time, as much as they did that for Kirok, they also bought her gifts from Kirok. Yeah, that's true. They were like they were the intermediaries and the go-betweens and yeah, and it's like I, I think I feel like they kind of had her back up a little bit like at the barbecue at the beginning and stuff like that. Like it yeah. wasn't it wasn't all bad. Um, but I mean, if we work backwards now, cause that's it, I don't know. I just like, yeah, it's sad. It sucks. And I mean, it definitely, I feel, I feel for this poor mom who has, you know, had p- their p- children in prison, feels like the son's addiction is her fault. And it's just like, man, that's a, that's a rough go for such a, for such a sweet lady. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, and it's really difficult too. Cause you're like, we, I mean, she's like my favorite parent that I've seen on this show mm-hmm. and she's just so sweet and she just seems so supportive. And you do kind of wonder a little bit, was she always like this? Because how did all her sons like end up kind of just having a rough time? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And I, all I can say is I know it's not people tend to blame parents for stuff all the time, but sometimes mm-hmm. it just happens that way. It really does. Um, and there's really not anything they could have done. Um, now, speaking of things you could have done, like this job interview drove me crazy because yeah. – and we've talked about job interviews before. We had the fake job interview where we had last right. season, right? Uh, and it was just like – I mean it was clearly a 
prearranged thing. The guy already knew he was going to hire Key Rock from, mm-hmm. the, from the beginning because it was just like one of those things where I always struggle with job interviews in that I always think I do a good job in them and then never hear back. Like that's <laughs> me in, in a job. I remember like, I was like, I feel like I did everything they said you're supposed to do in a job interview and they just never yeah. called me back. And this guy was just like, Key Rock more or less sat there and just answered yes or no questions with a yes or no. And he was like, looking forward to hiring you, buddy. And I was like, what? what where did, how did that happen? Yeah, well, it might be the case. And, you know, because I think this certainly happens in all job industries and job positions. You know, if he, uh, you know, Deshaun is real buddies with the um, person who recommended Key Rock and he gets like a glowing recommendation from his supervisor. Right. Mm -hmm. He already in his mind is like this guy's solid, you know, someone I'm going to hire. I'm just going to interview him to see if he actually wants the job, right? Oh, so and Key Rock is those are what those are what job interviews are like when when you have connections is what you're right, saying, which I've right. never had. And okay. so they just want to know that, like, <laughs> oh no, this person isn't pushing uh, this job onto you. Oh no, Key Rock definitely was like, oh, I'll do anything, like you know, uh, whatever you need, I'll handle it, I'll figure it out, and just seemed really enthusiastic. So I think that's all really Deshaun needed to be like, okay, great, he's got a recommendation, he seems to have a positive attitude. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just it was just very much a lot of sitting there just being like. Uh huh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to work hard. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all behind me. He was like, "Congratulations, here's the job." I was like, "Wait, yeah. wait why did he do that? Why is it that easy?" Uh-huh. Um, I mean, good for him. I like uh, people getting getting jobs. I'm not like, you know, decrying him his job or anything. Like right. That. It, he deserves it. Or if he if he can do a good job, he deserves it. But just seemed yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's talk about Justine and Michael. So we're still in Providence, and Justine and Michael are going to leave the teenagers in charge of all the other children while they go have dinner with their moms who are both there evidently. So Michael is pretty excited about that that the whole family is here and together and meshing, even though he's going to rip them all apart like next week. Like it's a good thing. They all got along before we separated them out. That's really the important thing. (laughs) Um, But anyway, he's nervous about this dinner though, because evidently they're trying to, plan on tell their parents that they're moving to Vegas instead of Rhode Island, which is going to be a surprise. They both think he's going to move to Rhode Island. So Michael says it might be the dinner from hell from that. And it ends up being that before we even get to there. So yeah. Bad. So we get a flashback from the last time that they talked to Sherry about their plans for the future. At which point I had forgotten that I had forgotten this scene happened because Michael was like, our plans are to leave it in God's hands. And she was like, that's it. I can't even sit here and listen to this. I'm gone. Bye. So they make some when they get into there, uh, they make some small talk about their first foray into being a big old, you know, blended family and about the new baby that's on the way. And speaking of the new baby that's on the way, Michael's mom has a gift for Justine that she puts in a bag and everything. It's a gift bag with tissue paper. It's like, oh, how sweet. Only she opens it and it's a paternity test. Yeah, that's not a gift. Like, stop it. <laughs> no. And then, then her fate. She just goes from being like, "Oh, yeah, this is nice," to like stone. Just be like, "I will, I will have my knowledge. I will know." So literally, nobody's happy right now. Um, basically, um, his 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 mom Maria. She says she got pregnant too quick, and Michael was like, "What do you mean too quick? I was locked up for six years. What do you think we did when I got out? Like, come on." So of course, things were going to happen right away. Sherry, which is Justine's mom, doesn't like the implications that it makes about Justine. <laughs> Especially since it was – especially since she's like, wait, wait, wait. 
your son is the one who had two women pregnant at the same time. Like, why are we calling my daughter the, the slut, basically? Um, so she tries to say that, no, 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 and this is, that was ridiculous too. Maria says, no, 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 I'm not accusing you of cheating on Michael. And everybody's like, uh, mm. yes, you are. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. Um, it just all comes from this happening to one of Michael's uncles. He, you know, raised a child that he later found out wasn't biologically his. And it really was a big, uh, you know, pain point for the family. So Maria says she just doesn't even want to get attached to this baby if it's not her grandbaby. And Michael tries to explain how, like, it is your grandbaby. I trust that it's your grandbaby. We're going to trust that it's your grandbaby. And that way we just know no matter what kind of things Maria thinks she found on social media. So he literally then throws the test on the ground. But they're having a conversation in a restaurant. Yeah. Like, with everybody around. There's a pater- He's like, this is weird. He even says, like, this is weird. There's a paternity test on the table of this restaurant. So Maria said, the, the Maria says, well, whatever. I'm going to find a way to do this test one way or another. Um, so I guess I am not up on the laws, but I feel like stealing people's DNA shouldn't be legal. Well, OK. <laughs> I think they were talking about this when – because this is not mom's first rodeo or the first time that she's done this. She's done yes. this with all of Michael's kids. Correct. And so Michael was trying to kind of explain to Justine when this first came about – Hey, listen, I know this is offensive, but it's not just it's, you. It's not about you. Know? you. It's not right. About, like yeah, yeah. mom has done this with all of the grandkids and she just takes a, um, a cheek swab from the kids. So when mom's grandma's babysitting, that's when the DNA test happens. Yeah, that is. Um, I know that's what thing that man, that definitely seems like a big violation. Like, mm-hmm. like you should not – if I put my child in your care, right? I am not consenting for you to take their DNA and put it in a database because that's what happens right. when you do the – that DNA is on a database. Like that just seems – like that's beyond like, – that, that seems like some sort of identity theft to me. Like you can't – you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. It definitely <laughs> seems like it should be especially because you're talking about a minor child – yeah. Uh, but I don't know if there is any laws against that specifically because the child isn't like, you know, saying no, especially if it's baby. Right. Like, you well, know, yeah, she's probably a, she's a not waiting until the kid right. is 10 yeah. years old. You know, she's like more maybe 10 days old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's it's also just I can't I can't I can't imagine like just. And, and of course, to me, it goes it, – it's definitely that thing that I always that I always harp on that bothers me about the – like, you know, if your son raises it with his wife um, and that's his – he considers that his child, then it's your grandbaby, whether it has your DNA or his DNA or not, like if they raise it as their child. And so that's that's the part that would really hurt me and like hurt the family. It's not that you found out. That your uncle or whoever was raising a baby that wasn't there, that your uncle like had no problem at all having a 10-year-old or however much – however old they were that they were raising and just be like, you're not mine. Get the fuck out. Like that's – I – you know, it's like – it's interesting that this happened with her brother essentially, right? Uh, Maria's mm-hmm. brother because it was yes. his uncle. Yeah, his uncle for sure. Yeah, but it's like, okay, but also what was the uncle's reaction after finding out after all that time? 
You know, was it like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I wasted all this love, time and money on this, you know, child that wasn't mine, you know? So it's just like, I would be more interested to know, like, why she's so traumatized from her niece or nephew. If I was making a guess, here's here's my guess, that would be a traumatizing thing, Mm -hmm. is if that mom took that kid away from that uncle. Oh, Yeah. I and then said, and by the way, he's not even yours, right? And because you know what? I, I think in a lot of states, you know what he would still be – he would still have to do in that situation is pay child support. Right, Because he's been right. paying for that child for up for however long and like it's not the child's fault that his – that the mom lied about everything. And so I could see a situation where the somebody took the baby away, said it's not yours. So now he doesn't have vegetation rights or anything and he's also has to continue paying child support. And she's just like, that was the worst thing that ever happened to anybody. So we're going to make sure we're going to nip that in the bud right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just don't really get why she is doing this at all right now. You know, like even the DNA test that she has out of the box. It's like, right. You and can't like, really give it right now. Like, Right. Yeah, the box like, one though. The box ones are usually like swabs, so it has to be. The, yeah. it has to be the child. So it's yeah, like yeah. you can't do this now. So what? What are you doing? Well, it's the thing. If you if your plan is to do it by nefarious stealing of DNA anyway, then why even? Why do this show of telling them first? <laughs> Just do yeah. it. And, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Then you'll know, and you can pretend like you didn't violate that thing. And this, and this, like I said, this conversation didn't even get. To the point that was supposed to be the blow up part of the conversation where they're like, oh, by the way, we're moving to Vegas, <laughs> right? So it's like, maybe you won't be able to get that cheek swab very soon. Oh, I know, right? Mm. Well, speaking of pregnant women, uh, we've got a very pregnant heiress who's talking with her friend Priscilla about how she really wants a house so she can have some goats and chickens. They check out a house with an agent, Neville. Eris says that they are looking for houses in the 400000 range. Eris says that her stress level is through the roof right now since they are both being evi- or they are all being evicted and she is eight months pregnant. Meanwhile, Cameron is with Lena, their daughter, at a plant nursery. Lena says taking care of a plant is like taking care of a baby. But Cameron gives her a little pep talk with her saying that, you know, not exactly. And, mm-hmm. you know, with this baby coming along, she'll need to communicate with her little sister. Cameron checks in with Lena, you know, asking her how she's accepting all of these things that are different and happening. And Lena says that the changes are a lot. And Cameron just tells her not to worry about things that a 10 year old wouldn't worry about. Cameron reassures her that she will always be provided for. Lena was worried because she thought maybe things were not right because they were checking out RVs. So Mm -hmm. she was a little worried about where they're going to live. Even Priscilla tells Eris that Cameron needs to be hit in the head for the RV idea. Priscilla doesn't like that it seems like Eris is doing everything by herself, like this whole house hunting thing. She thinks that Cameron can follow his dreams and passions, but maybe later down the line. Cameron tells us that he has a new song, Check a Bag, and he's filming a music video. He's expecting something to pop off soon, which is why he wanted to get a tour bus. Cameron is at a strip club to shoot his music video. The producer points out that Cameron's schedule has been really tight lately. And Cameron says it's because he's been working and, you know, spending time with the family. 
Cameron thinks that this music video is an investment, but Eris doesn't exactly see it that way. He says that he will have to pay at least $2,000 for the music video, but he argues that it will make him money on streaming, so, you know, he'll make back his investment. Eris tells Priscilla that Cameron isn't house hunting with them because he's filming his video. And Eris is pissed because it seems to her that Cameron is just out there living life, having fun. Priscilla says that she just needs to pop up on him, especially since Eris is worried that he'll spend, you know, not just $2,000, but maybe even $8,000 on this music video like he did with the last music video he had. Eris and Priscilla roll up to the strip club and they are not impressed with the dancer twerking while Cameron is fanning money at her. Eris asks him to get off stage because she wants to talk to him and asks him how he's spending how much he's spending on this video. Cameron's not having this conversation, which leads to a yelling match. Eris then tells him not to come home at all. So we've kind of seen them fight like this. Actually, the um, I think it was the second night that he was out and it, uh-huh. he was drunk for one. Um, he ended up throwing his ring at her, I want to say. And it, it was just it wasn't good, but it was kind of reminiscent of that a little bit. Do you think this is something that, you know, is going to be like that last one where it's moved over pretty quickly? Yeah, I do. I don't think it's going to be. A whole, a whole long thing. Because at the end of the day, he was shooting a music video. And yeah. I really, really wanted to see what this music video came out looking like because I get what he's doing. It's a rap video. He's got the money. They're throwing money in the way. They're strippers, right? I, I've seen rap videos before, right? This is a, a, a typical type. However, those usually have like dozens of strippers all over the place, <laughs> like all over this dude. This is like one stripper and like on the pole and he's like just like leaning close to her it seems like it would be a very lame rap video where like you just have the one stripper it is kind of an odd setup that they had because it was pretty clear that he wasn't trying to make it look super inappropriate like you oh, know it, it, yeah, so definitely. she was like dancing like adjacent to him right and she was twerking and he was just kind of fanning bills like in her general direction 100%. it was look at me <laughs> look at look at me big spending in the strip club like throwing his money around next right, to the stripper but i'm and, also arm's length away from this person <laughs> yeah but also i'm not sleeping with this stripper right i was definitely like, right. like, and so i mean she was there twerking and everything and it was all Obviously, a whole setup. Maybe you should just go pop it and check on him. It's like maybe you should not do that. That doesn't <laughs> seem like like a great thing. Um, but and, and to to her credit, she was not like, "What are you doing with a stripper?" I'm because right. we've seen on like 90 Day. I'm supposed to be the girl in your video. You should just be like a shadow or something. There shouldn't be any females in your video. It's just like oh weird, my gosh, right? that's absurd though. That was that was what that was uh that was uh, Usman's ladies. Yeah, the the uh, both yeah. of them. Yeah, baby yeah. girl Lisa was said that. Yeah, um, in 90 Day Fiance, but like. This was – she was not like, I'm mad that there was a stripper twerking next to you because you're, uh, she knows what rap videos are. It was more like, how much are you spending on this video when we're also trying to have a down payment for a house? Like, right. A down payment, by the way, which she said she only had like twelve five for a $400,000 house. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I wonder if it's like a first home buyers kind of situation. I don't know, but I don't understand how – they have the income to afford a four hundred thousand dollar house if they only have twelve five to put down. 
Yeah, like, I have no idea. I know that if they're willing to pay up the ass for PMI, then, you know. For sure, if they are, I'm saying I don't think they'll give you that loan if you don't make a hundred and some thousand dollars a year. Well, <laughs> maybe combined they, they do. Right now. Like, and so maybe there's some sort of they're bringing back the subprime loans from the mortgage crisis and they can get that. But I, it just seems it seems like that seems like a, a ambitious budget for the house uh, yeah. based, based on them being having seen them as a single income place with money trouble. Right. Like we can't we can't afford spending this much money. Eight thousand dollars. Right. On this music video. But I don't know. I was upset because apparently the $8,000 he spent on this music video went to nothing because it's not even on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww. He has other videos on YouTube, but the uh, check a bag. The check your bag? Check a bag. There was like a lyric video. Like you can listen to the song, but it's just oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, just the lyrics pop up on the screen. Not like I wanted to see. But it's not this. his other $8,000 video. Yeah, it's not. There's no strip club. There's no stripper. There's no fanning of the money. It's just like lyrics on the screen like with a dollar behind it or something like huh. that it's not weird is it from his official account yes it is from okay. his official account mm-hmm. hmm. which weird. again i'm struggling to see is you know something like 85 subscribers are like getting him this is my career now we're gonna make the big bucks doing this like well i don't, I don't think it is his career that's why the producer made a comment about how he's like never free because he's working you know well yes yeah so he made a comment but that seems to be the storyline we're supposed to believe is he believes he'll just put money into this and then rap will be his career and a few years down the road he'll be able to buy him whatever so you spend money to make money on the rap career which, yeah you know doesn't seem doesn't seem like it's gonna be it's gonna be the plan <laughs> no all right let's go on to let's say joy and red so after a long and eventful trip across the country, Joy and Red are finally home in New Mexico. So he looks around the house, which he's seen, you know, in pictures and on Zooms and everything. But he just says everything feels good, including the bed. So pretty soon, uh, Sway shows up and gives Red a big hug and calls him daddy. Then Red goes out to the car to get the toys he brought for Sway. So, oh, yeah. Also, Joy's sister Shoshana is there and it's the first time she's met Red and they don't actually get introduced as much as it's, it's like a – She's like, oh, yeah, you guys never met. And they're like, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, so it's – Shoshana still seems extremely skeptical of the situation and is pretty much – as they ask her about it, is pretty much just like, well, he's really here. It's really real, I guess. So Red thinks he can only win over – he can win over the family though because he seems – his story seems rougher than he really is. When they get to know him, it'll it'll – everything will take care of itself. So Red takes Sway outside to check out the car. I don't know, show him stuff. But really, it's just to give Joy time to talk to Shoshana about everything, including how Red proposed. And Shoshana's like, well, that's nice. I feel like you should take a few years, though, before you actually get married. <laughs> years. Plural. Oh, goodness. Years. They might not make it that long. Yeah, so, know, right? you know. <laughs> so um, basically, she tells uh, – because basically she tells us she doesn't think this relationship's going to last. So Yeah, that's why she's saying years. Let's put the wedding until after you break up and then we won't have to worry about it. Yeah. Right, so right. So Joy feels like her uh, her life literally, literally relies on this relationship working out because that would mean like she introduced this sway to a man as her as dad. She should have never done that. Yeah, she probably, should've, probably shouldn't probably have been not. doing that since he was born. Yeah. So next up, 
we see Sway playing hide and seek with Red and not really understanding that you're not supposed to be talking to the camera people that are in your house because he keeps being <laughs> like, he keeps like looking at the camera like, where'd he go? Where is he? <laughs> um, so Red tells us that he's doing daycare duties while Joy is at work and he doesn't have a job yet. So he says he's really get, enjoying doing all the dad stuff, like making meals and stuff like that. And the next round of hide and seek gets interrupted by a call from his sister, Destiny. He almost it, it, he almost forgets to look for the kid because he's on the phone. He keeps remembering, yeah. oh, yeah, I got to look for this kid. So things have been awkward with his family because of how he left when they didn't want him to. And he's saying there's things that pr- things are going pretty well here, except for Joy's jealousy. Like she's never trusting him and she's always like asking him about who he's texting. And even though he might even be texting his sister and she asks, who are you texting? And the producers are like, yeah, but didn't you cheat on her? Like, you, well, Because it? he was like, <laughs> why do you even do anything? Yeah. It's like. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, in, his, in his mind, it's like she doesn't even know I did anything. So why would she be right. suspicious? Right. Yeah. So he says, well, yeah, but. After I after I cheated on her, I haven't done it since. So all right, like <laughs> Destiny thinks what he should do is ba- take a vacation from this life he's been at for three days and come back and kick it with your family because that's basically what they say to everything. So like, yeah, is he just gonna be bouncing back and forth across the country like uh, just family there, family there, family there? Well, it depends. Is Bestie over there, like, willing to sleep with him when he's in town? Because then I feel like, yes, and not because necessarily it's good, but it's different, right? Because he's already said, like, well, sex with Joy is better, but I think, like, just the excitement of it, something well, different, something, something he's not supposed to be doing. The excitement of something new is definitely more enticing than something of something different, especially if Bestie just starfished it the whole time. Like, yeah. <laughs> she just like, you know, and like, being like, yeah, that was, I could see him getting distracted by somebody else and not, maybe not Bestie, um, especially if he, if Joy wasn't around. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe he's like thinking, oh, well, maybe... You know, it's like sometimes if there's like space, I guess, you're just like, oh, well, maybe it wasn't as bad as I remembered it. And oh, that's yeah. Yeah, that's true. It could be like, yeah, you know, the first time's kind of awkward sometimes. It's never your best time. We'll give it another shot. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So I I don't know, but I just he's so dumb, you know, I don't even know why she like doesn't trust me. It's like, I haven't even done anything. It's like, (laughs) are you? Well, and that's, that's the thing because he really is. I, he, he's the dumb guy that thinks he's smart, which is always the most annoying dumb guy Yeah, because he's like, I, she, I haven't even done anything, but like, but you have. And he was like, yeah, but she doesn't know about that. She doesn't know I've done anything. So why would she be jealous? Like, which is just like, maybe you are not as clever as you think you are. And she's suspicious because, you were acting suspiciously and oh my she goodness. something might have been up. She's like, no, nah, that can't be it. That can't be it. Yeah, dumb. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to uh, Lindsay and Blaine. So Lindsay is hanging out with her daughter, Miley. Uh, they're actually on their way to her old high school to shoot some hoops. Lindsay tells us that basketball was her only love in high school, and she actually played her best game when she was a sophomore and coincidentally pregnant with Miley. Mm -hmm. She was, of course, trying to hide her pregnancy from everyone else at the time. Lindsay asks how it's living with her brother, Kagan, and Miley just kind of shrugs and says it's okay because it's not really her brother. It's more like a stepbrother or 
Her oh, yeah. mom's like boyfriend's kid. son. Yeah, it's like it's a Brady Bunch situation, right? It's like there's the, it's like it's not like somebody I know. I just moved. I, right. I, I met his kid like three days ago. Like, yeah, and he's younger, and so yeah. it's not like they're really hanging out. Lindsay explains to her that Kagan has had a rough life, and CPS took him away from his mom. She actually wants to adopt Kagan, but. Kagan's mom has to give up rights, and she just doesn't think that that will happen. She then asks Smiley if she would ever want Blaine to adopt her, and Miley is straight up no. Lindsay then floats the idea of her and Blaine getting married. And Miley doesn't think it will matter, but Lindsay says it will because Blaine will be a legal parental figure. And Miley just says no, because she doesn't think you can just bring in a father figure when she's never had one. And Lindsay argues that people do it all the time. Yeah. Lindsay says she can't change the past, but she can try to give her a good father figure now. Miley says that she doesn't want a dad and she doesn't see Blaine and her having a father-daughter relationship ever. Blaine is hanging out with his dad, Michael, and tells uh, is telling him that Lindsay wants to get married which is kind of the opposite from what it used to be. Blaine just doesn't think the timing is very good because Lindsay has pending charges, which he says is very serious. Lindsay and Blaine are then visiting Tyler, his lawyer. So this is the lawyer that got Blaine off with just house arrest. Blaine is thrilled that he got his ankle monitor off and in much shorter amount of time than was originally anticipated. They are there for Lindsay this time. Tyler is reading her uh, charges to her. And Lindsay tells us that she was in a volatile situation, which was basically her dating Scott. Scott. Mm -hmm. Right. And Scott had called the police to get her arrested after she had kind of vandalized and maybe gone a little crazy on him. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay says that she's a different person now. She's sober. She has a house and she has custody of her daughter. But she has up to 40 years in prison, potentially. Tyler says it would realistically be 25% of that, so more like 10 years. Tyler says he's going to try and keep her at home, just like with Blaine, but it might be out of his control. He says it will cost $20,000 for his services. Tyler says that she still needs to be arraigned. Blaine is very worried that even though Lindsay has been doing well, she might turn to criminal ways to get this money. Blaine thinks that they should tell, uh, you know, Miley pretty soon about the situation. And Lindsay says it's pointless to stress her out when they don't have more information. Lindsay says that she will get Tyler paid, but she's going to have to get creative on how. She gets her friend Six to help collect debts. Six is just fresh out of the game. So she's still connected with the people who owe Lindsay money for things like, uh, you know, paying people's bond. Lindsay says being sober doesn't really allow her to be bold enough to collect her own money, which is why she mm -hmm. needs backup. Right. She's not crazy enough to like set fire to people's stuff and throw bricks through windows and be like, get my money! <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course, sure. Yeah, I'm sure the whole <laughs> pending charges thing is probably going to want to keep her out of a conflict as well. Uh, but uh, let's see. Okay, so who do you side with with the whole telling Miley thing? Do you think Blaine should be telling Miley absolutely soon or Lindsay says, okay, well, let's get a little bit more information before we tell her? I, 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 I'm I more open on things like that. I think it's easier when ah, – I mean it's tricky because I definitely think in general for people, it's easy to move them in. Here's something that might happen. We don't know right. what's going on yet. But this is something it might rather than just being like, oh, yeah, um, waiting to the point where you're like, yeah, mom's going to jail next week uh, for right. 10 years. Like, yeah. you know, 
and be like, where did that come from? I have, and I, there's no adjustment period or preparation period or me thinking about it or considering it a, a, a thing. Now, have Miley might be a little bit of a different situation because she right. has had her mom go away so many times and she might hear, hey, there's these pending charges as, you know, that same thing. You just told me you're going to jail again. Like, because that's what's right. going to happen, right? And especially since she just moved in, like, right. she's probably thinking, and I mean, yeah. t- uh, you know, younger, less mature people tend to be a little bit more self-centered. It's not even just about her mom going to prison, but what does this mean for me? I'm not living with Blaine, my never-would-be yeah. dad. Like, that's- I have to move again. I have to go back to grandma's house. Yeah, it's, I'm very, I was very confused about the timeline of this. Like, mm-hmm. if you, first of all, I don't know how these are coming. She's been out for like 18 months. Yeah. Like, it seems weird to be like, well, we're, you were locked up for, you know, Scott called the police on you, so we locked you up. Yeah. And then we let you out for 18 months. And then we're going to bring you back in and decide, oh, yeah, just kidding. You have to go to jail for 10 years. Right, right. right. 40, 40 years, I'm assuming there's, con- you know, concurrent sentences and stuff. But it's like. Then why did you let her out if you if it was a possible that shouldn't have that shouldn't have been decided when she was in jail for however many years in between? Like I, I don't, don't know. I think it's I think I you know, I couldn't really follow it too well. I mean, Tyler did a pretty decent job of explaining everything, but uh, uh I feel like there's a difference between state charges and federal charges. So these are the fed but the federal charges Scott couldn't file. Right. Because right, the right. federal charges were specifically like money laundering and drug charges yes. or whatever. Right. Yeah. So Scott didn't. Find, so this that so she might explain that's why I was doing this stuff. And then she got right. out on the state charges and still have these federal charges over her head. But yeah. it also seems like if you knew and she did that you had these federal charges over your head. Why did you move Miley in now before right, you know what's going right. to happen? That seems wild, too, because yeah. she also does that thing that I don't appreciate from, you know, moms and there's when there's volatile relationships and stuff like that and i'm on team miley for this you can't just be like here's a dude you've never met he's your dad now like, no <laughs> God. That, yeah no you have to, that's a, that's like a position of trust and things that has to be earned over like years it takes years to develop yeah. and you're never gonna be her dad you can like, right. i think there's a difference between being their father and being a father figure like a positive male influence in their life is different than being your father. Right? Certainly. Yeah, I, I think Lindsay probably should have framed it as, you know, Blaine really loves you and cares about you and wants to be there for you. So if you ever need anything, he is there instead of kind of pushing the title before he's really earned it, like you were saying. Yeah, it's it's so it's yeah. And then, yeah, so then from her perspective, it's like, so you move me here so you could go to jail and leave me the dude who, and then say, "This is your dad." By the way, peace, peace <laughs> out. Like I'm gone. Like th- that's all. That that does sound actually pretty damn awful. Like I don't yeah. want that at all. Well, she doesn't like that, and also I I can't imagine that she's super stoked about having this insta stepbrother who's you know probably not at the best age for boys in terms of you know oh, intentionally yeah. annoying yes others <laughs> most nine-year-old boys are just like annoying to everyone around them I, right. I totally get that but they also but and this kid on top of that has all probably all kinds of emotional problems from his terrible upbringing yeah right and yeah. so like i wouldn't be surprised if this kid had you know um had to deal with like the social workers at work and had like you know, emotional issues that maybe right. even has an IEP for that, that, that 
And now you got to, and that, that's tough. That's tough to be around all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just all that. I mean, I appreciate Tyler, the lawyer, every time we see him. This time he looked like he was late for a golf. He was late for his tea time. No, <laughs> it didn't. Like, I don't even know what that outfit was. <laughs> it was like, uh, he's like he those like weird. On. That was the part that, yeah. yeah but like, yes, it was a yeah. polo shirt tucked into khaki shorts. That's a golf outfit. I don't, it's the flip-flops that kind of threw me off. I was just like, I was expecting him to be that dude with like the cell phone hooked to like, <laughs> like, you know, his belt the or outside, something. The outside of the belt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was, was a, it was a look for sure. It was a look. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. you can just have what you want when you're getting $20,000 from each person. Right. But it doesn't look like what you would think a lawyer would look like. Right. No, but no. He, he was must definitely be good getting Blaine, like the sentence that Blaine and well, I shouldn't even say sentence, but yeah, you know, getting it pleaded down to ankle monitored. Like and Tyler's that, good. And then getting that monitor off pretty quick. I mean, yeah. Right. He seems to be pretty good at what he does. That, yeah. That's for sure. And, we, and the last time we saw him, he was dressed like a lawyer. I literally think that he was like listen i got my boat out here i'm going out yeah. on my boat as soon as we're done uh i'm not dressing up for you like <laughs> it's his hair that really throws me off it's the, yeah because he's got like a ponytail he, well and it's long and yeah. it's like kind of curly and it kind of seems like a little unkept you know yeah i i could see it yeah it's it is a it is a look but he seems to know but I, the thing is it's like twenty thousand. honestly isn't even that Crazy. You're talking about 40 years worth of charges and yeah. like that ends up billable well, hours that's wise. Well, start. Well, yeah. yeah. Billable, billable hours wise, that's like under 70 hours. Yeah. Like for, for, for $20,000. So like I can see it. I can definitely see it as a – and yeah, that's just the retainer to start. Mm-hmm. So if they could get it done for that, that'd be good for them. But – oh man, he's going to hopefully need a lawyer soon. It's Taylor and Chance. Oh gosh. So Bobby and Taylor are still kind of taken aback after Bobo like floored it down their street after saying TikTok. So she gets on the phone to give Chance a call. So he's still in the shitty limo with Zach and she tells Chance about the there was like a creepy guy driving by and vaguely threatening them. Of course, Chance knows exactly who this was, but tries to be like, I don't know, maybe he had the wrong address. Did he say my name? Because maybe he might not even wanted me. But either way, maybe you guys should go inside to be safe. <laughs> so Chance tells Zach that Bobo is like the real deal in terms of, you know, nasty guys. So he needs to make it right with this whole situation uh, because he's pissed Bobo off on many levels. But he also wants to earn Taylor's trust, which in his head is in his head means that he needs to never tell her about this and just make it go away. So since she and his reasoning there is, well, if she knows I have dangerous people after me, she'll never want to marry me. It's like, well, yes. So the answer to that is don't have dangerous people after you, not yeah. lie to them. About. So right, the next morning, Taylor is talking to Chance about the situation. She's pretty sure that he knows exactly who the TikTok guy was. Uh, yeah. And he's just keeping it from her. So before he starts to talk about it, he's like, well, OK, we have to promise this won't turn into a fight, which almost always guarantees it's going to be a fight. But she agrees and he tells her. So he says, like, remember how I told you I had some obligations from prison? And she's like, no, you didn't. You never told me that. He's like, yeah, I did. Sure, I did. Well, this guy, Bobo, was one of the obligations. So Taylor is upset, not necessarily because of a debt, but because he lied to her about not knowing this guy, which is just another series, another in a long series of lies, which we see in a flashback. Lies about whether or not he's hanging out with girls, lies about whether or not he's going to the casino, 
lie, even dumb lies about whether or not he had cell service. So she asks how much he owes. Uh, so they can just like, you know, tag it on to the huge debt list we already have. And Chance says, well, I'm not going to let you know that until you're willing to mar- marry me. Because if you're not, then it's my business and you need to stay out of it. <sighs> but she's like, OK, well, this is just you hiding it from me because you don't want to tell me. Um, and he's getting pissed because he's like, oh, I'm, I'm not. If I, was, if I was hiding something, you wouldn't even know about it because he's so smart. He can keep things from her and she'd never know. If he wanted to keep no, it from her, she'd never so know. Dumb. I know. He's not that smart. No. This is another instance of uh the this is the um the red fallacy that we had before. Like, right. No, you're not smart. Everybody knows you're lying. Everybody knows you're up to something. So things then escalate at this point. He puts on like pants because he he was in his he just woke up and he was in his underwear and he wants to like pretend he's gonna leave. And and he's like, like why are you acting like my mom? And she is like she walks out of the room next and then he's like after he said why are you acting like my mom he does that <laughs> teenager thing where he like kicks his legs on the bed like oh it's stupid <laughs> there was a little oh my tantrum. gosh it's so annoying that. i mean what is his what 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 is he even doing what is his plan here <laughs> what um, yeah on, on all the levels like what what is his plan <laughs> He's an idiot. He has no plan, but I actually was shocked he admitted to anything, really, because he has a long history of lying to Taylor, especially to keep his ass out of trouble. So I am really surprised he told her what seems like the whole story. Except for the amount of money it is. Oh, right. Wait, what did he say? He said it's none of your damn business until we get married. Oh, okay. Well, okay. But at least he told her, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, she he didn't say it was a lot. That it's a, a, a large amount say it was a, lo- a yeah. large number, but but yeah, he didn't say exactly how much. It's just like, and I think this time he went is because at this time he at least no, understands her well enough to be like, the story is not working. <laughs> she is right. not believing this. She will. She is not believing that I don't know this guy. And yeah. that's that I have to change. I have to change tax here. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. <sighs> My goodness. Like what's actually interesting about them is she is very clearly over his bullshit at this point. If they mm-hmm. did not have that child, there is no way she would be entertaining this guy for as long as she is. I would hope not. No. Like, I mean, I would, She's I would over hope him. now that she shouldn't. She should get rid of I don't. What's what is he? The same thing we've been saying the entire time they've been together. What exactly is he bringing to the table? Nothing. Nothing. If he's anything, he's just taking, taking things, things away. Off yeah. the table. And yeah. he keeps taking things off the table saying, I'm going to make this glass into 10 glasses and then smashing it on the ground and being like, uh, why are you mad at me? You shouldn't be mad at me. Are you my mom? Like, especially, are you my mom? What is, what is that? Like – well, I don't even know what she said that was like his mom, like that was even remotely momish. Besides, like stop lying to me, <laughs> right? Just tell me things. Yeah, uh, I don't know what his deal is, but she better dump his ass soon. She better. I, I. And the thing is, is like, and he keeps working about it. Like, if I keep lying to her, like, and that's what's it, it, mostly infuriating about her is she keeps repeatedly telling him the same thing. Like, he's like, what do we need to do to get married? She's like, you have to stop lying to me. You have to stop. That's when we'll get married when you stop lying to me. And then they go to an interview and he's like, I feel like I'll never get her to marry me if I don't tell her this lie. And it's like, 
Oh my god! Like, just listen to what she's saying. That's yeah, just- for sure. Okay, so I uh, we saw everyone except for Melissa and Louis, and that was it, right? Yeah, Melissa and Louis. Oh no, Chevelle and Quaylen. Oh yes, no Chevelle and Quaylen either. Right, That's right. right. So, uh, out of the group you saw this week, who was your student of the week? <sighs> I mean, uh, it, this is a uh, always always tough to get student of the week because I feel like some people didn't weren't in it that much, and some mm-hmm. people were. You know, not great. I guess I'll stick with with Taylor um, being like, dude, that was bullshit. Like seeing through bullshit at least gives her that and calling him on the bullshit, whether or not she got the full response or, uh, response. Yeah, I actually went with Michael. I appreciated the fact that he defended Justine to his mom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's because, I mean, Justine, I mean, you could tell by the look on her face, but she was, you know, it's like more appropriate for Michael to defend her because it's his mom being nuts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about your dunce? Mm. Also a tough one. Let's, I, I would, I would say, I'll say Cameron um, just cause like, not necessarily for the video, but those little, like whatever his show he was putting on after the video, this is kind of like him at his worst of him. I'm going to spend my money. I'm going to do it as he like, lays on a table with his crotch splayed open at her. Oh, God. Like, I'm going to spend my money. Like, what? what is this guy even doing? What oh, is this? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. I went with Red um, simply yeah. for his one line of, I didn't even do anything. It's like, anything. oh, my gosh, how quickly we forget how dumb we've been. I mean, I guess, I guess best he was just that forgettable. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? If there's a potential bad thing coming on the horizon, you should probably avoid making big life changes right before it. Yeah. Like moving your daughter in when you might be going to jail. Like that seems like the wrong order to do things. Like because even if best case scenario she goes back and lives with grandma again, why did you move her just to move her back? Like that seems right. That just seems worse for her. Yeah. Uh, My life lesson is for Maria. She clearly knew that this was not going to go over well. So Mm -hmm. why are you going to wrap it up? You know, so life lesson, like, don't try to, you know, put a different spin on things by presenting it as a gift because you're just going to infuriate everyone more because it's very clearly not. Oh, well, that's the first time you've given a life lesson of don't wrap it up. Oh, yeah, every up. other time, man, yeah, you're wrapping it up. Don't wrap up. Don't wrap up a shit. That's nobody wants that. Yes. I'm giving you a turn. It's in a nice bag, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so we will be back uh January 2nd. So yes, until that's then. We'll be back. We'll talk about both shows. See everybody then. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. Good.